There we go. All right, what is up, everyone? After me furiously pounding the record button through my i my MacBook, I almost said iPhone or iPad. I don't know what I have anymore. I just have Apple everything. This is the branded MMA show. We are doing our UFC 272 recap. The BMF title was on the line Saturday night, unofficially, and Colby Covington can now call himself the one A of the or the one B of the welterweight division and the BMF of the welterweight division. And we're going to talk about that, but before we do, I got to introduce the fighters that are in this main event tonight for the Brandon MMA show. Recording out of the blue corner, he loves wings. He loves things. He loves wings. Keith the Ginger Experience Walsh, Walsh, Colby Covington does it again. We have a lot to talk about with this card. What's your thoughts uh, right off the start before we get into it? It's all coming a mile away. Glad it happened. Um, you know, it was, the fight went exactly how I thought it was going to. Although I did, you know, take Covington to win by finish because uh, I thought maybe he would get a little ground and pound going and be able to get the stoppage. That didn't happen, but um, – I mean, other than a few of the shots that he took from Mazadal, it was a pretty dominant performance by Colby. He just continues to look really good against guys that he should. And then, you know, he goes up against Usman, and he still looks good, but loses. So Yeah, and, and that's, that's the way in the land. That's why I think uh, we'll talk about his call out after the fight a little later. Maybe that's why he went that route. Going to be a money, a literal prize fighter for the rest of his career, maybe as long as Usman runs the 170 division. Introducing the other fighter out of the blue corner, weighing in at two kegs of Sammy Adams. He loves two things he loves the town and he loves talking fights. It's Ryan Cadillac, Mac McCarthy. Mac, you also had Colby by decision, like your boy Shavi did right here. Um, yeah. Did that play up to me picking him by decision also play a part in your? And your thoughts, you know, I'm just so good at gambling or no? No, I knew this would probably happen. It was, uh, it, it was very likely to happen. I, I thought, um, yeah, I mean, they, they both didn't look great. I mean, Colby looked really good, but, um, you know, we've seen better performances from Colby and I, that's, that's the type of stuff that happens in this, um, in this type of grudge match. I mean, they know each other so well, uh, both were a little cautious and, um, yeah, but no, I, I thought Colby by decision was, um, by far the smartest play uh, in terms of betting here. I mean, um, you know, it, it was very – I thought it was somewhat easy to tell that that would happen. But, um, you know, Masvidal wobbled him really badly. And, um, but, you know, we'll see. But yeah. The fact yeah, that it was, it was so heavily favored, like, I mean, I guess not heavily favored, but it was – when I went to place my bet on the, the finish, um, that's why I didn't take – Colby by decision because it was still like minus I think like 150 at the time that I looked and I was like damn like they really think this is going the distance and that's how Colby's going to win which made, made sense um, but I yeah. I was like if I, I want to kind of try and make some money off of this so I had to go him by him by finish some way didn't work out no yeah if you wanted to make money on this fight but you knew Colby was going to win you you were hoping there that on the ground he may have been able to throw in a sub or maybe you know just some unanswered strikes for the tko it really was the only way you could make money on this fight with covington mm -hmm. winning of course unless you just wanted to tie it together by decision with a parlay but let's get into the meat potatoes of this fight like we said it played out pretty much exactly like we thought it would I, I, for me 
I just didn't think Masvidal had a chance. It, and it kind of goes back to, you know, oh, they used to be teammates, used to be best friends. They know each other so well. And one fight I do want to bring up that also took place at 170, where we kind of heard this in the lead up to the fight, was Gilbert Burns versus Kamaro Usman. I know, Mac, you're, you, you, you were, you're salivating right now when we're going to talk about this here. It was a fight where I believe you even said yourself, we heard people from the camp when they used to train together that were like, Burns worked him over in training. Yes. Well, yeah. And it, it, it played no factor in the fight for the most part. And I think that's pretty much what happened here on, on Saturday. People think because they trained together, they, they knew how they, they tick. They knew the likes, dislikes, everything. It's like a, a married couple divorced and then they fight. That's what everyone thought of it like. But obviously things change for Colby and Jorge once they stop training together. And it, it shows that you just cannot – Based on how things go in the gym, how they play out in the cage. Yeah, you, you absolutely can. I mean, the, these guys aren't going 100% in the gym. Uh, I mean, they go really hard, but uh, absolutely not 100%. So, um, you know, the, the gym stuff is, is tricky to work around um, when you hear stories and stuff. But, yeah, I remember everyone was like, yeah, Gilbert worked him. And, uh, that obviously just cannot be true. Um, no. So, I mean, it could be, but I highly, highly doubt that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think it, the gym was probably, um, you know, a lot like, uh, what the fight was like for Covington and, and Masvidal. I mean, Colby's wrestling is just, um, so elite and, uh, such world-class wrestling that, um, it's really hard to, to beat him. Um, and he's not the most flashy, uh, fighter. I mean, he's not too exciting to watch, but, um, he certainly does, uh, get those W's and, um, you know, he's really only lost to Usman. Um, so you know, until someone really, you know, can shut his lights off, maybe, uh, you know, he's going to keep winning, I think. And, um, you know, I, I really don't know what, you know, what is going to be next for him. I mean, I think Hamzat would be a good matchup and um, same with Gilbert Burns. But, you know, he's a uh, he, he is certainly ascending in terms of, um, you know, superstardom. I don't think he's he's quite at like Jorge's level, of course, but um, you know, people fucking hate this guy. They want to watch him lose. And, um, you know, he is playing into that heel character, uh, maybe a little much, but, uh, he's doing it, um, very well. And, um, you know, people fucking hate him and, and, you know, I, I kind of respect it. Honestly, I, I really do. Uh, that can't be easy to play a character like that. Cause from all accounts, he's a nice dude. Um, honestly. So, you know, it, a lot of people say that he's, um, you know, quiet and, you know, reserved. And, um, you know, once the cameras turn on, he obviously, you know, flips that switch. So it's, uh, you know, that must be draining, honestly, uh, to get all oh, that hate and, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I really respect the dude and, and the way he, uh, you know, performs in the octagon is, um, you know, nothing short of remarkable how good he is, uh, with his wrestling and, and his striking has gotten so much better. Um, and then Hori wobbled him in that fourth round and, and Hori was too tired to chase after him. So, um, you know, that wrestling completely wore him down. I mean, Jorge was so tired. Uh, and Colby at the end of the fight wasn't even breathing hard. Um, you know, his cardio is unfucking believable um, I don't know how he, ha don't know how he has such good cardio. I really don't. I mean, he must train every day, all day. I think it's all he does, honestly. Um, he is, he does not sit uh, on the couch at all. So, 
I bet he trained today. I really, I guarantee he trained today. Um, so he is a, a savage. His cardio is is next to none that we've ever seen in the sport. And um, you know, I expect him to keep winning and until until someone beats him. I mean, I'd love to see him versus Chimaev. I don't know what those odds would be, but I think they'd be pretty close odds. Um, and he opened at like a minus four hundred versus Poirier, um, which I guess is reasonable. Um, but man, I think Poirier is a better shot than Jorge would, right? I mean. I don't know. Yeah, I, it's I, tough. I mean, Poirier's, it is a tough – yeah, it's tough with Styles. I don't think that fight will happen. Um, I mean, it's possible. But, um, yeah, just I don't know where either of these guys are going from here. I really don't, but I'm, I'm certainly intrigued. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued as well. Walsh, we did hear thoughts that, you know, it was a foregone conclusion on why Colby was going to win on Saturday. So are you with are you with Matt here? Do you think a guy like Hamzat Chemayoff is good for, for Colby next? I mean – it's a double-edged sword because it's a fight where it, it would be definitely entertaining and a stylistic matchup that's going to have fans salivating because you're going to watch two wrestlers go at it. When you see that, usually you get an intense striking match. But at the same time, Hamza is an up-and-coming prospect. You know where Colby sits in the pecking order with Kamara Usman. So you're, you're kind of risking having to derail a contender for a third fight with Usman where he's already down 2-0. So, I mean, are you, is that something you want to see as a fan? It, it's tough because in order for Tamayev to, to get to that level and be a champion, he's going to have to go through Colby at some point. Like right, it's inevitable there. You know, anyone, regardless of if he gets to fight Usman first or not, even if let's say it happens, Tamayev somehow, He's fighting Burns next, right? They, they officially yeah. confirmed that. He beats yep. Burns, which I fully expect him to do in pretty easy, easy fashion. Um, but we'll talk about that in our preview show for that one. So I think he could get the title shot right after that. But whether he wins or loses, Colby would make sense to me as his next opponent after if he got a title shot. Because if you give it to him before he fights for the title, then like you said, you're kind of derailing him. If Colby wins that just to set up a third fight for Usman and Colby, which again, I, I don't hate seeing that because there really isn't anyone better right now than Colby in that division that would give right. Usman the, the toughest challenge, even though they've already fought two times and Usman's won both of them. The, the fights have been close between those two. I mean, you, you can Very argue close. like it, it Almost could be one-one, a very you know here or there, but anyone that wants to be a real contender in that division is going to have to go through Colby to get to Usman. So it's almost like you're just delaying the inevitable if you don't have Shemaev and Colby go after he wins the next fight. But I don't know. I want to see it, but I'm with you where it's like hit or miss. Like it's just so tough because you don't want to see him get derailed just for a third fight, just for Colby to lose again. Yeah, it's it's almost a like rotating door of just nothing. It's like when you would have Joseph Benavidez beat people up at 125, even though he had two convinced, he had to, he had a close loss to uh, Demetrius Johnson that he was eventually, mm. you know, his lights were shut off against him, but he was still beating everyone else that was coming up the ranking. So I, I think I'm with you where if, if Hamza is the one that can derail Usman, which, I mean, it would be interesting. That's when mm -hmm. I think you'd match up him and Colby. Yeah. Now, I know we can talk about Colby's post I'll oh, go ahead, Walsh. You want to finish? finish yeah, I there. just had a couple more things to touch on with that because I wanted to touch on the one thing that Max said about Colby playing into the character more. 
Um, so for me, it's like he has to play into the character more because of how almost I don't want to say it's not boring, but his style is boring to the casual fan. It is, he yeah. has to really, you know, dive harder into like that heel character. And he is fantastic at it, regardless of what you think of the guy. If you hate him because of the way he acts, that's fine. Totally get it. But you also have to respect the fact that he's doing this and he's doing it so well that he's making you hate him. Like there's nothing better than a good heel. And this guy, whether you like him or not, is great at what he does. And oh, he makes yeah. it more entertaining. He makes people want to buy these fights. He's bringing in more money to the sport. And that's the most important thing. And I'm with Mac. All I've heard is nothing but good things about the guy outside of, you know, his shtick that he's got. So it's like, it's hard to not root for him when he's in there because you just, you, we see it. We know that it's an act. You know what I mean? There's a lot of yeah. people that fail to realize that, which still blows my mind. It's almost like, when you try to tell someone wrestling's fake and they refuse to believe that, like no, Edge yeah. really hates AJ Styles. He that's why he hit him in the head. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't love when he brings into like uh like wife and kids. I, I don't yeah think that's that a good way to go about things. But um you know he crosses the line and um you know I feel like that's his brand honestly at this point. He, he just loves crossing the line and um. Yeah, I mean, I'd want to beat his ass if I was any if I was exactly. Dustin or Jorge <laughs> as well. So um, it, it's um, it's a tricky situation. You know, I, I don't agree with a lot of things he has said, but um, it, it is a character, and, and he is playing an asshole, and that is what he is. Oh, yeah. He is just right. a, a straight up asshole that happens to be uh, one of the best fighters in the whole world. So, um, and he backs it up. He really does. So. Yeah, every time he's in there, he yeah. puts on a great performance. It's not like he's yeah. going out there delivering. Okay, again, he's not putting on, you know, incredible holy shit moments, but he's putting on great fights for a fan of the sport. Yeah. Um, well, and, yeah, and, and it does show how it, sorry, Chavi. No, it does ahead. show how good uh, Kamar Usman is. I mean, for, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, Usman is, is an all time, all time great, uh, pound for pound great. And, um, you know, the fact that he put away Colby the way he did is uh, it's astonishing that he did that to Colby um, twice, Mm -hmm. by the way. So um, both are very good fights though. And uh, he, you know, very clearly it's been Usman's toughest opponent. Uh, It's not even close. So Colby is, um, he's in a good spot right now. Yeah. And then the only thing, sorry, (laughs) sorry, you're you're good. I got like a frog in my throat. So you guys go ahead and keep talking. (laughs) Um, the only other thing I wanted to bring up, cause we already mentioned the, the call out a little bit of him calling out Dustin. I love the fact that Colby is just trying to go through his entire old gym. It's crazy. That shit cracks me up. Like this is three. No. Yeah. Like it's incredible. This dude is taking what most people would have as a shitty situation where he, you know, left the gym, whatever on bad terms. And now he's like, okay, you know what? Fuck all of you. I'm going to beat every single one of your asses. So I love yeah. it. I mean, it's a great, it's a great tool for success because he knows he's already fought and lost to Usman twice. So it's a good way for him to go here because he doesn't have to sell the. These fights are going to sell themselves just off the pure hatred, just like this one did. I mean, yeah. we mentioned in our preview show with how hyped up this fight was more than a heavyweight championship fight, regardless of Francis's situation at the time. This fight was so hyped up during fight week. I've never seen anything like it in a long time. Probably since, yeah. to me, the last Honor. time I feel like a fight was this hyped up by the mainstream ESPN push was probably Cowboy and Connor 
when Connor yeah, first came any out. yeah any Connor fight is obviously going to be like that but um yeah I mean they they did a fantastic job selling this fight and uh you know a lot of people bought into it um I think a lot of diehards knew what the outcome would probably be um including myself but uh it was hard not to buy it and and watch because uh you know there's just so much hatred going in there um, you don't know what's going to happen. We we mm-hmm. didn't know if Colby was going to get emotional in there and, and make a mistake, um, which obviously he didn't. Uh, maybe made one mistake by getting clipped like that. But um, yeah, I, I mean, definitely, you know, those emotions get thrown out by those fighters rather easily uh, when they get into the octagon. Um, and it's very impressive how they can do that. And that's the other crazy thing about Colby is like he took Mazadal's best shot, and yeah, yeah he, he was crazy. stunned. Yeah. He was definitely stunned for sure, but. To me, he has probably one of the best chins in the game right now. I mean, yeah, we've he, seen him he's take hit hard from Usman too. Like yeah. he, oh, Usman yeah. essentially broke his jaw, whatever he may be, and I now we've seen him take face. Yeah, That's and now so we've seen savage. him take Mazadal's best shot, and he's still standing in there and fighting and throwing with these guys. So hate the guy, love the guy. He can take a punch, and he's not someone that's going to go down easily. Um, no. And, you know, it's just I'm looking forward to seeing what comes next for him. And like is that if he can run through his entire former gym, I think that's fucking awesome because that just says, fuck all of you. I'm the I know I was the best one there and I'm now proving that. So, oh, yeah, that that would be insane. And, and I just wanted to go back to a quick point here I was going to make about him is he's kind of he he's not definitely as talented on the mic as this person I'm about to compare him to. But he he is an MJF in a way mm-hmm. plays a character that you're just supposed to absolutely yeah. despise and, absolutely. and goes against the grain when it comes to how they perform uh, in, in the cage and in the ring, you know, in MJF and in, in AEW, for example, he is definitely not someone that you're going to see do a bunch of flips, do a bunch of, you know, insane moves. He's just going to make you hate him and, and beat your, your favorite wrestler any way possible uh dirty whatever grind him out and colby he's going in there he's not throwing spinning kicks he's not gonna throw you know flying knee he's just gonna go in there and grind your opponent out but make you hate him because he's like i'm stealing all of his hype and i am going to make you're gonna hate me but you're gonna respect me because i'm gonna take your favorite fighter and shut them down for 25 minutes and it's it's commendable yeah it is it's it's incredible to watch um watch him perform like that and uh yeah, like I said, his cardio is, is terrifying. Um, like, he really wasn't even that tired, it seemed like, after yeah. the fight. Um, and the commentators noticed that as well. So, um, where Jorge was like, Jorge could barely stand after that fight. Uh, rightfully so. I mean, he got grappled for 25 minutes. But still, I mean, you know, Colby's wrestling is is really one of the best uh, in the sport. And, um, you know, Colby's probably a, you know, when you look at things, Colby's a top, probably a top 10 uh, welterweight of all time um, at this point, because he is, he is showing how good he is. And, um, you know, if he can beat Hamzat Shemaev, uh, I don't know what the fuck would happen in that fight. Uh, but I, that is the fight I want to see. Um, I think if Shemaev can win this fight versus Gilbert, which is going to be super tough, but um, I think he will be able to do it. It's obviously his toughest challenge. It's not even close. So if he beats Gilbert, I think I think they will match up Colby and Hamzat in a number one contender fight um, because Usman has Leon probably in July. Uh, Hamzat's in April. 
So you could maybe even have Colby and Hamzat in July or August and then have uh, the winner fight Usman um, or Leon, probably not Leon, but probably Kamaru uh, in the winter. Um, and I think it, it is starting to line up like that. Going to toss out the what I think is the more realistic possibility here. Um, you're going to have Hazmat destroy uh, Gilbert Burns. It's going to not even be close. He might only be two minutes in the first round. That's how easy I think he handles this. <laughs> I don't think so. I, that would be insane. I'll tell you what, my jaw would hit the floor. He'll get a that. title shot if he I think he'll get a title shot if he does that. Well, and see, that's what I'm going to get at. Because what's going to happen is Leon Edwards is going to drop out of the fight against Usman. Shamaya is going to be able to step in for him on short notice. So that's what's going to happen. That would be crazy. That'd that be would crazy. be crazy. That would be. That's, that's all that's I'm the... picturing in my head right now is just Leon Edwards. He's finally get. He's finally there. He's finally there. He's got it. He's got the main event title yeah. shot. And what happens? Oh, look at that. He's hurt or he can't go for some reason. Whatever it may be. Like three weeks before the fight, we're going to get the announcement. Jemayev's going to send out a tweet, said, I'm ready or something like that. And boom, you're going to have Usman Jemayev for the title. I'll tell you what, if, th- if that fight doesn't happen, though, or we, we don't get to see Hamza and Colby before one of them were to fight for the title again, uh, I-, I think Colby, he's, he's in a rough spot, especially he doesn't get that Poirier fight that he's gunning for because... Burns is tied up with, how we said, Hamjet Shemaev at two. Leon Edwards is going to get the next title shot. Vicente Luque, Bilal Muhammad, those are probably the next two up that he could fight. Those are probably aren't big money fights from They're throwing that in a co-mate. You cannot slot that into the main event of a paper yeah, like I, did with him. So it, it, yeah. he's in a tough spot. I do think he probably waits out see if he can fight Shemayev or maybe even insert himself into another title shot if someone were to go down. But yeah, he's just, he's in a funky place right now, sitting at the one spot with yeah. no money fights outside of Usman, Hamayev, or Poirier. And I, I don't think it's out of the realm as much as Colby. I know he said he wants that Poirier fight soon. Like I know he said, I think it was he said July. He said July, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, great. I would, I would be okay seeing that. Um, but if that doesn't happen, we might not see him until the end of the year, if not early 2023. Because this yeah, he's a guy yeah. that's not afraid to sit out and wait for. Oh no, yeah, you know, he'll wait. Um, he'll wait. I mean, he seems ready to go. Uh, but yeah, he'll certainly. I don't think he's gonna want Luke or Muhammad at all. Uh, no, that's no. not something he's gonna do. So um, they just yeah, don't do anything for him. Now, yeah, those aren't money. I mean, he's he's at the point where he's you know he's making a lot of money and he's he's in a main event slot. He should be at least so. Um, even if it's for a fight night, he definitely needs to be main eventing um, a fight night if if that's the case. But um, yeah, I, I think yeah, I just don't think Luke Abuhawa gets him off the couch. Um, I think Dustin obviously does, and uh, and then uh, you know maybe he didn't even mention Hamzat. I don't think uh, in his post fight press conference so. I wouldn't. I would imagine he probably doesn't want him, but uh, you know he knows the best path to a title is probably by beating Hobbsat. So um, he's going to have to fight him. I think. I yeah, can't imagine anybody that him. would want him. No, I don't think anyone wants to fight Hobbsat. <laughs> no, I don't even think Gilbert Burns wants to. But he's like, I mean, I have to. So my kind of choice. <laughs> well, let's talk about Masvidal real quick here. We spent a lot of time on Colby. Let's briefly touch on where Masvidal goes from here. Now, I want to go back to Walsh's 
scenario here where Leon Edwards dips out of the title fight due to injury against Le- or Kamaru Usman, I don't want him to get that title shot next after he comes back. I finally need to see the three-piece in a soda be returned to sender that is Jorge Masvidal. I need Leon Edwards versus Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, we'll. I think we will see that. Um, you know, I can even see you know if Leon loses in July, uh, they could be fighting by the end of the year, um, and then maybe even like I think Luke Muhammad. I, you know, the winner of that could get uh, Jorge as well. So. Um, yeah, I don't know where Hori goes from here. He just signed a big ass contract. I don't know why they gave him that because he is—he's probably going to be the underdog in every fight going forward. I, I would imagine um, because he is up there in age and in terms of you know his body, he has so many fights on his record um, yeah. that I, I just—he's going to sl- slow down. Uh, so I just—I don't see the appeal in him anymore. Like. I really he don't. To, he definitely has to knock someone out in his next fight. And that's what like, listen, well, we saw what he did at Askren. Obviously, that was what propelled him to where he is now. And I get it. But his last four fights has been like, dude, like, he doesn't even look like he belongs half the time. Yeah, it's um, he's really I mean, good. But, yeah, I mean, Colby's, Colby was so much better. Kamara was so much better. So... For me, yeah. like the, the knee was the worst thing to happen to him for his career because he he is There's he the, set the bar the so high. It was the best, but at the same time, I think it's made people think he's this knockout artist. And I get he right. did he yeah. did knock out Darren Till before that, and and that is that is absolutely one hundred percent amazing. Yeah. But if we go and back, Nate, he, he he fucked up Nate Diaz. He fucked up Nate Diaz. I protest and, that one again. Though. I mean, I. Because that was that was a bullshit doctor stoppage to me. It was, but he was Nate was. He was don't hear me wrong. Nate was, was fucked up. up. Nate was fucked up. But I will stay. I will die on this hill. If the doctor lets that fight go, I firmly believe Diaz comes back and wins that fight. All right, I I'm unironically on board with that. I said that when the fight was going on. I said I think he's starting to gas, and people yeah. can flame us all we want for that. I think Jorge was going to gas in those last couple rounds. And I think Diaz would have turned it up. He always gets better at the end of fights. Every we've seen it every time he fights. And that's exactly what was going to happen that night. If the doctor didn't step in and say, Oh, this guy can't go anymore. Like he was fine. Yeah. yeah so what yeah. if I might've fell out? He of was fine. <laughs> yeah. I thought he could have kept fighting as well. <laughs> but I mean, but Matt, to go back to your point, it was the best thing to happen for his career. I think in terms of star power entertainment, it was in terms of, you know, getting him those big fights against those top opponents. I mean, obviously it hasn't worked out for him. He's lost to Camaro twice in a row, lost to Covington. And I mean, even before that, he lost to Steven Thompson pretty handedly, lost a split decision to Damian Maya. I mm-hmm. mean, I think it just made people think that Jorge is this contender. And and I think if he would have came into the UFC a little earlier in his career, didn't come in with all his miles, I think he would have that potential to turn into a contender. Yeah. But to me, he's never been one. And that may be a hot take for the UFC. Sorry if that offends. He lost <laughs> to Steve Thompson, lost to Damian Maya. Let's look at his fights before that. Beat Cowboy Cerrone by T- TKO. Beat Jake Ellenberger. Beat Ross Pearson. Mm-hmm. Lost to Lorenz Larkin. Lost to Ben Henderson. Beat Cesar Ferreira. Lost to Ally Quinta. I mean, he doesn't, outside of like the run he made, which was good. He has not proven consistently to have these 
these marquee wins. I mean, these yeah. these wins he has against some of these names have aged poorly because we look and see where they went after that. And then he's got losses to guys like Lorenz Larkin, um, Benson Henderson. There's no shame in losing to Benson Henderson. Ally Quinta, a yeah. robbery, but still, like you let it get to that point. Uh, Hustam Hamilov, uh, Gilbert Melendez. I mean, he's just never been a guy that was going to challenge for the belt. Entertaining, but I think people. Hopefully, this fight pumps the brakes on people thinking that he is like a guy that's gonna go in there and like make a run for title fights because he he just he's he's not that guy pal yeah they need to match him up Trust with, with strike they need to match him up with strikers if if they want to see yeah. him win and um you know he's just not going to beat a wrestler uh unless it's ben Askren, of course but um <laughs> you know he, he's, he's not going to be able to beat someone uh that's a, an elite level wrestler like colby or kamaru and um it's just it's just a fact because he he didn't you know he's a striker uh true and true so um you know he is nowhere near the level of experience in wrestling that Colby does that um you know Kamaru does um obviously Ben Askren uh, the Askren thing is an anomaly you know we'll never see that shit again so um who knows what happens in that fight if he doesn't land that knee um you know honestly so I actually think he probably still wins that fight um because Ben is. Ben is Ben. I mean, he was awful. Yeah. He was ben, just awful. Ben, ben lost um, to a Paul brother. He was just so bad at strike. It, the worst striker in the history of the UFC. Um, oh, yeah. So, you know, I think Hori wins that fight, even if he doesn't land that knee. I think he probably knocks him out anyway. Um, yeah. But still, yeah, it's uh, he, he's in a tricky spot right now. And so is the UFC because they just paid him a lot of money. So they need to match him up favorably. Well, I'm going to throw this out here before we move on. Conor McGregor versus Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, the, that, reason I, 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 the reason no, that I think fight. it happens, it's going to happen because I think it happens. I, I think Dana, he threw out something this week where he's talking about people would be bitching if they were to give Conor a title fight. And I think he's going to get universally shat on for that. And hopefully if it, it they shame him enough for that horrible take, we it, the Jorge versus Conor fight comes out of it. Because that's probably the one last good main event you could get out of out of okay. uh, Jorge Masvidal before he were to try maybe call it a career. And for McGregor, it's a red panty night for him as well, and it's a way better fight to sell to fans as a main event than him versus Tony Ferguson. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, but yeah, I, I I think that fight happens. I don't know if it's going to be Connor's next fight. Um, but yeah, I think that happens as well because there's so much money into that fight. Um, and yeah, the, I mean, just two massive stars and um, both strike heavy. So, you know, that'd be a that'd be a crazy matchup. It would be. Walsh, you got anything you want to add to Jorge Masvidal? No, I don't need to see him in another main event for a long time. Yeah, I think outside the McGregor fight, I, I agree with that. He's He's not that entertaining to me anymore. I mean, nope. he hadn't been for a long time. There's a long stretch. Like, I think before he was before he went on his little KO streak, the last time I was like, man, I'm excited to watch him fight was when he fucked up KJ Noons and Strike Force. Other than that, he's been like a guy that's just he, he used to be cruise control Masvidal, and that's where I think I just got I, I soured on him. I was like, this is a guy that is coasting in these fights. That's not very entertaining. Glad he got the bag and got the KOs along the way became a star but yeah i don't need to see him in another main event 
And let's move on to the next fight here. The co-main event. We had Rafael Dos Anjos defeat Hanato Moicano. Unanimous decision across the board. Played out probably how most people expected it to. I wanted Moicano to win. Didn't happen. But boy, did Rafael Dos Anjos look like an animal in there, Mac. Yeah, uh, Rafael looked great. Um, I think I still think Fazeev would have beat him, uh, to be honest with you. But, you know, Dos Anjos, um, he still looked rather, rather good in this. I mean... You know, props to Moicano for taking this fight. Um, definitely not an easy, an easy night for him. And um, yeah, the, yeah, there's a few things that were wrong with this fight. Uh, one, it was five rounds. That there is nothing on God's green earth for any reason that this fight should have been five rounds. There was no. I was nothing. very confused. There was no reason for this to be five rounds. Zero. No. And then uh, Moicano's corner should have stopped this fight. Um, you need coaches that are going to throw in the towel for you because, um, you know, the damage he took is um, was rough and he took a lot of damage. It, it, it was not good. And, um, you know, he was clearly never going to win this fight uh, in the last two rounds, clearly. Um, but yeah. it, it, but I will say it was great refereeing by Mark Goddard. Um, you know, he asked the doctor if, if it was OK to keep going. Um it, it was okay. He he was okay to keep going. Technically, I think the corner still should have stopped it um, because he couldn't see. And then, um, yeah, I mean, he he was still throwing in that fifth round, which was crazy. But um, you know, he had no chance of of catching him at all. So um, yeah, just it was just a weird fight. I, I, I'm so mad that it was five rounds. It took off like it, it was like an extra ten to twenty minutes in that night. Uh, I was so tired and. No one I was with wanted to see those last two. No one, no one on this earth wanted to see those four, no. fourth and fifth rounds. So um, I hope that never happens again. And for a card that had pretty good pacing, yeah, that could that did kind of derail it a little. And Wallace, before I toss it to you, I also want to back up Max point up the the corner probably should have stopped that fight. But what's going to keep that from happening is that he came out there, like you said, in that fifth round and started throwing leather. And it looked like he could have had Dos Anjos on, on his pedals there for a second on his bicycle. We need we need to when there's a controversy like that. Even the commentators, Bisping acknowledged it. He said they should stop the fight. And then he comes out and he's like, "I stand corrected." You know, they okay, maybe they shouldn't have. It, it's weird. Like you're gonna need to see someone where the fight should have been stopped by the corner, just walk out into that next round and get viciously KO'd for. For something like this, I, I mean, it's it's sad, but that's what's going to take. It's going to take someone getting seriously hurt for them to take a step back and be like, "Okay, live to fight another day." It's going to take someone I mean, dying. Like I hate to say that, but yeah, I think that's what's going to take. I, I was trying to dance around it, but yes, Walsh Walsh hit the nail on the head. Sorry. Someone's going to have to for this to happen because so far, I think the only person I've seen consistently across the board do this, and I think Trevor Whitman, he is one of the best when it came to this. He asked Mark Court. Uh, against Calvin Gaslam, I think it was in Mexico. And Nate was so out of it. He said, I, I, I can't do this now. And he didn't try to rah-rah speech him into going out there and fighting. He knew his fighter was done, and he called the fight right then and there. That's what a corner man is supposed to do. I mean, if, unless it's their last fight, you shouldn't do this because it's irreparable damage. Live to fight another day. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, 
you know, these coaches need, these corners need to be better. Um, and it's hard. Uh, you know, it's really hard. I, you know, I, I get why they don't stop these fights. I mean, you, you love these fighters, um, you know, very much. And, and there's a lot of bias in it as well. I mean, um, you know, they, they're, these corners are always going to think they have a chance to win. So, um, it is, a, it's, it's certainly a tough decision to make. And, and part of me, you know, is starting to think, you know, I'm not too sure if corners should have, um, you know, the right to do that because there's so much bias involved, uh, with keeping that fight going, um, that, I, yeah, I don't know. It's a tricky situation with that, um, when that happens. So do you think maybe, someone like i i don't uh, this is this is very out there but uh, let's get your guys' thoughts on it what if we just have someone not uh, maybe even the referee i don't know it's a tough issue because you can't just i would say like maybe have a second referee just like in like you can watch the corners at, in between rounds and if they can see the fighter is like clearly they're able to answer the bell but they're clearly out of it maybe have them stop it i mean doesn't have to be a second referee in the cage, but maybe in between rounds you bring in a second official, so like the one can watch the one corner and the other can watch the 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 other corner, and just read the fighters to see how it goes. I mean, is that something you guys? Is that too far out there? Are we gonna reel it in a bit, or? Yeah, I just I, I'm not too sure. I I just don't know what the solution would be um, to this because, yeah, I just don't know. I really don't. I, I don't think I, I'm not too sure if I throw in the towel for my fighter, to be honest with you. I mean, um, you know, it depends how, you know, bad it is, but um, I think that this fight warranted that uh, throwing in the towel. Um, but it's very, you know, I, I can imagine how difficult it is to do that for, to a fighter. That is a tough decision to make. And it's, you only have 60 seconds to make that decision, probably less. Or even if they're out there, too, I, I want to reference another one where this happened as soon as the fight was waved off, but they still threw the fight. They threw in the towel while the fight was going on. Nick Diaz threw in the towel for Nate when he got knocked out by Josh Thompson. As soon as he started wobbling from the head kick, he threw in the towel, but obviously the ref hadn't seen it yet, so Thompson landed a few punches before he officially stopped the fight. So, I mean, you they can throw it in at any time. But like we said, it's just, yeah. it's tough until we've been in their shoes. And I and I, I, yeah. I completely understand that. I got, I'm not going to sit here and crap on a corner. Mm -hmm. I, I disagree with it, but I haven't been in their shoes, so I'm not going to sit here and totally cast judgment on them. Yeah, it's a, yeah, me too. It's, it's very tough to tell. And, um, yeah, Nick and Nate, that's brotherly love, man. Uh, that's a, it's a good big brother. Yeah. I, my thing, I was just going to say, what do you think of them – maybe giving like 30 more seconds in between rounds. I mean, like, I, I don't think, you know, yeah, potentially, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's something that could help that if like you're, you're seeing your guy and you know, that minute's gone by and he's still like, Oh shit. Like, all right. He, he can't go like, if, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want to extend the pay-per-views and all that stuff more than they No, need we to don't be. want that. But you know, if, if it's going to help the fighters keep their longevity, then, I, you know, I mean, you add another 30 seconds. I don't, hate I don't hate that for five round fights because I think we're, when you get into those championship rounds, if they were to tack on another 30 seconds mm -hmm. for fighters to sit there and recover, and then they, everyone can really assess the situation. Yeah. Because in 60 seconds, it's really just a rush. You're, you're, a, you're, a, uh, you're a coach trying to get ice on your fighter, get them water, and still go over a game plan. There's not really much you're able to assess if you're an official. Once you right. get into those championship rounds where you could see someone being too tough for their own good, where you could really see the damage ramp up, I think then you can throw an extra 30 seconds, 
and you can maybe have the ref go to both both corners and assess the situation for a couple seconds and be like, okay, they're both good to fight. Like I think I think that's definitely a good idea. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely possible. I just don't know if it would happen. Yeah, I, I, like we said, I think it takes something very extreme happening before we would see measures being taken for that, as sad as it seems. But uh, a happier no for Hanato Moicano. I believe he made three times what he normally does for this fight. So credit okay. to him for stepping up and getting the bag on this. I mean, he came in with nothing to lose, and I think he still gained something in defeat being too tough for his own good. I think that definitely won him some fans. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a guy that probably had fans before lost them during the fight, but won them back in his post-fight speech. Bryce Mitchell defeats Edson Barbosa by a dominating unanimous decision. 30-25, 30-26, 30-27. Not the most aesthetically pleasing fight. Uh, but I mean, when you're a guy with camo shorts on, you're going to have fans coming in. Then you fight a fight where people are like, oh, is it over yet? But then you come out in your post-fight interview, and that man has the UFC say, no, don't donate half your purse to charity. We'll donate it for you. This man gets all the credibility of donating to charity without actually having to donate. I mean, he he fleeced the UFC, so props to Bryce Mitchell on that. For sure. And I told you he wasn't losing in those camo shorts. <laughs> I, I stand hey. Yeah, I, I had Edson winning that by knockout. Um, that was my one mishap of the night. Um, I will say, I, yeah, I fucked that one up. I, I expected the, I just expected Edson's um, experience and in, in striking ability to to kind of overwhelm Bryce, who's kind of newish to this big spotlight, and um, you know he's never lost before. So you know, I. I it's a lot of the time that's the type of fight where you see you know the the veteran kind of win that but man bryce mitchell man um i don't want to say a star is born but man that that was a a big performance from him um and his star you know really ascended i mean with that post-fight speech as well and then um you know just the way he you know he knocked down edson barboza that is not easy i mean with a with a clean straight uh left hand left or right one of the two obviously um with a clean straight hand and uh you know that was that was the most surprising part of the whole fight maybe but maybe the whole night i mean i wasn't expecting that and then um yeah his wrestling is just uh his wrestling jujitsu is just so um so elite that uh it, it is crazy to see and um he is on his way to to some big things uh, moving forward because um, that's not an easy guy to beat, and and he made it look easy. Yeah, he, he really did. Uh, I mean, this was a guy that I, I think part of why I picked Barbosa over Mitchell was because Bryce Mitchell did not look that impressive in his last fight against Andre Feely, and I was like, okay, if he can't get it done against uh, what could, could be considered a gatekeeper at, at 145, I think the step up in Edson will – will probably set him back. But, yeah, like you said, he knocked down Barbosa, dominated him from bell to bell. I'm still wondering how he's going to handle that top five of the division with the striking prowess they have up there. So I think he definitely needs to work on that. But I, I will say I'm sold on Bryce as making his way up to being a contender at 145. As far as saying whether he fights for a title or wins a title, Still too early to tell. He's got to work on the strike and refine it just a little bit more. But as a contender, I, I'm going to say yes to Bryce Mitchell. 
Yeah, me as well. And he's only 27 years old. So, uh, mm. you know, he is just entering his prime. I mean, um, I'd love to see him versus like Giga Jakazi or uh, Josh mm. Emmett would be a, a good one. Um, I mean, this division is fucking awesome for matchups. Um, and, uh, you know, even him versus Ortega, you know, a couple grapplers would be would be nuts. He's not ready for Ortega yet. But uh, man, he is—he certainly has a big fight for whoever's next for him. I mean, I'd imagine he's main eventing a uh, fight night, right? Um, either that or, or another spot like he had on the pay per view, because he's gonna—he's gonna be super popular if he keeps winning. Yeah, he definitely will. Walsh, I know you're a big camo guy, so you're gonna be <laughs> supporting Bryce Mitchell all the way until he gets to the White House. That is the 145 title. That's the thing is I'm not a big camo guy, but I mean, you can't bet against a guy that literally got the UFC to get him his own shorts. I mean, it just, there was no way he was losing that fight, Um, but I am on board. I think he is going to be a a legitimate contender and I'm interested to see him uh, get in there against some of the top competition in the division. Yeah, definitely will be interesting. As for Barbosa, I could probably still put on entertaining fights. I think he, we can kind of use what we said with Masvidal for Barbosa, throw him in there with strikers and just see what happens, put on some bangers. Or if they cut him, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised either. The guy's been around for a while. I'm sure he's not cheap when it comes to his pay. So don't be surprised if we see Edson Barbosa out of the UFC sooner rather than later. Uh, someone that really, I think, revitalized their career the last or Saturday night, excuse me. Kevin Holland in his welterweight debut beats Alex Oliveira by TKO. Uh, he even had a little taunting in there. He said he's okay while he was uh, grappling with Oliveira. So Kevin Holland's back, folks. Yeah, yeah. that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Uh, he looks really good, too. I mean, to knock out um, Cowboy Oliveira is is no easy uh, task, and, and he did it, and um, he looked phenomenal doing it. So, you know, this might be his uh, this might be his new weight class, which is exciting. Um, if he can keep winning, because he's a uh, very marketable, and um, I enjoy I join Kevin. I, I love watching him fight, and he's uh, he's good on the mic as well. Which just reminds me, if he wins in a couple more fights, Mosfidal Holland. Honestly, yeah, that's not a bad. Uh, that's a really good matchup. That's a really good. Uh, I mean, they would be throwing haymakers. Oh, and the shit talking would be unreal from Holland. Yeah, it'd be nice too. Yeah, that would be a good. That's a fun matchup. It really is. That would that would be an interesting matchup. Uh, I feel bad for Oliveira. He really was saying, you know, this was a fight for him to win. He needed the money. He's now lost four in a row. He's probably out of the UFC. As much as I hate to say it, the guy, the guy's always been game. So if this was the last Alex Oliveira fight in the UFC. He had one heck of a ride in there, pun intended, because he is a former bull rider. So, yeah, it, if this is the end, Alex Oliveira, thank you for your service. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you know, he's had a great career and a great run. He has, but cowboy. if it's also the last, the cowboy. If this is, let's do a, a flip to another cowboy who could also be out of the UFC in his, after this fight. But we want to say, fuck him. Greg Hardy opens the main card. He's TKO'd by Sergey Spivak. Oh, I love it. I love when you start off the night. This was when I knew the night was going to be a definite win for me, regardless of how the rest of the fights went, is when Greg Hardy loses and is TKO'd or KO'd. It's a double win for me. Fuck that guy. Yeah, I mean, he's a piece of shit. Glad to see he lost again. 
Um, and hopefully that is the last time we see him inside the UFC because he doesn't deserve to be here. He sucks. He blows. He's a piece of shit. Hope he rots in hell. And get your and get your tattoos finished, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I he needs to be cut one. Uh he is just remarkably Awful. not good. Uh I mean he's he's really athletic, of course, but he's gotten almost worse since his debut. I mean, he he's he's a he's like fat. I mean, he's just like a big motherfucker in there. Um, and he doesn't look good at all. I mean, he's just like I feel like he's really just doing it for the payday. I, I don't think he trains very hard. doesn't seem like he's mm. trying very hard. And, uh, you know, I'm glad he got knocked out. And um, just the, it, it really bothers me that he's on these pay-per-views. I get it. But, um, you know, when you have when you have um, woman strawweight number two versus number three, I mean, how is that not on the fucking pay-per-view? How, how, I, I, and it was a really good fight. And I don't. Uh, it's so disrespectful uh, to me. Or, it's uh, it's unfortunate. It really is. Or Mac, if I could bring this up, you have a guy who was going into the Hall of Fame that they you announced, or not you, but the UFC. I'm talking to them. The UFC announced that Khabib Nurmagomedov was going into the Hall of Fame on this card. Do you think maybe you could open the pay per view with someone who shares the same last name as him, Umar? Yeah. Numergermanov defeats Brian Keller by rear naked choke. What that is the perfect segue. You open the pay-per-view with him winning, and then you go Khabib, Hall of Fame, boom. But they that that's a classic bungle of the bag by the UFC. Yeah, yeah, cla- it, it really is. And even um the prelims main event was Jalen Turner, Jamie Malarkey, and Jalen Turner is a rising star. Uh, he's 26 years old and, um, you know, he finishes everyone. So, uh, you know, he's another guy to look out for and someone that, um, you know, would have been a better option to open the pay-per-view as well. Now, but the Malarkey is what it is. Well, oh, yeah, speaking of Malarkey here, you're going to love this Walsh. <laughs> There's a unanimous decision loss for the Nurmagomedov camp. This weekend, I don't know if you're aware of that. No, was there? Tim Elliott defeats uh, Mac. I'm gonna tag in on this name here. Tagir. Oh, Tagir Ulan. I I don't know how to pronounce it. Ulan Bikov. Uh, I know it's Tagir, but um, that was a big upset. Uh, Tim yeah. Elliott man looked great. Um, yeah, I, I think, uh, I know Tagir was being coached by Khabib. He's from Dagestan as well. Um, First and he was, loss. You know, yeah, he's a, a really, uh, top flyweight contender, um, or not prospect. I mean, um, so that, that's a, it's a big loss, big setback. Uh, Khabib was very, very upset in that corner. Uh, so I can't imagine he had a good, um, I bet he was training mm-hmm. that night. Honestly, I bet Khabib made him train. Oh. So 100%. my only problem is that he doesn't have the same last name. So I don't want to be too picky because I'm glad Khabib suffered a loss, but I'm not going to count it. Okay. So as far as Walsh's universe, the Batman has not been watched by him yet. And Khabib Nurmagomedov's record still has a zero after the wins. He has no losses yet. Yeah. So zero doesn't count. Um, plus I want to be the one that either trains the fighter or fights him myself. To give him <laughs> his first loss, so that that's where I'm at. Oh man, yeah, Khabib was pissed in that corner. But if anyone thinks that he was a little bit too uh, 
animated in the corner for that fight. I, I dare you to go watch the corner of Jose Aldo when Conor McGregor knocked him out in 13 seconds. That is some of the <laughs> yeah, most animated heart, corner action you've ever seen. Oh, it's a heartbreak. Heartbreakingly heartbreak. funny. Heartbreakingly oh, funny. No. Watching Marlon Sandro just lose his shit is some of the funniest MMA content I think I've ever consumed. <laughs> oh, shit. That was, I tell you what, not a bad card top to bottom this weekend. Uh, I think the main event and the co main kind of took the wins out of it a little bit. But overall, not a bad card. I guess final thoughts on UFC 272 from you guys? Um, yeah, it was, you know, it had its moments, the card, it just wasn't as stacked as it should be, you know, for a $75 pay-per-view. I mean, um, you know, these, these pay-per-views need to be stacked and, and this wasn't, I mean, there's definitely some star power there with, uh, you know, Kevin Holland, Bryce Mitchell, um, Barboza, uh, Dos Anjos, obviously the main event. And, you know, of course, Greg Hardy's there as well, unfortunately, but, um, you know, this is a, uh, you know, this was a good card, but th- this next pay-per-view, I mean, it, it doesn't even compare to what this was. I mean, the, the next pay-per-view is all ranked matchups, and, um, you know, this one is just a little – just wasn't up to par as to what it should be for a pay-per-view, in my opinion. But, um, you know, that's that that's that happens, and uh, that's okay. But still, it, it was a good main event, and uh, it, this, this card has moments for sure. Yeah, and, uh, this was kind of like a um, – I mean, in a way, I want to put it as like an up-and-coming card. Like you had a lot of guys that aren't at that superstar level yet, but have the potential to get there uh, and yeah. become bigger names in the sport. I mean, obviously the main event, you know, it sells itself with the hatred. Um, so that's what they were banking on. A lot of the casual fans buying. So I'm interested. Did, did we get numbers yet? No, uh, I've not seen. yet. Not yet. Right. Okay. Yeah. So no. I'm interested I mean, to see I the see final. God. I'll I'll say six figure or not. Six, I'll say million. I, I think it broke a million Saturday. Yeah, I definitely think it could have. Um, I'm going to say 750. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's. I think the main event probably is going to sell a lot more. This is yeah. me thinking that the last time I doubted a Masvidal main event, it sold more than I thought it was going to. So I'm kind of yeah. thinking that's going to happen again. Um, but yeah, I mean, not a horrible card overall. You got to see a lot of guys that hopefully we'll see in some bigger fights down the line here. Um and we got to see one of the most anticipated grudge matches in UFC history finally come to a close and Colby Covington proving that he's still one of the top guys in that division. Um, arguably the second best or not even second best. One no, a, he's, one yeah, day, he's you know, definitely like, the second best. I don't, I, second best. Listen, I still think him and he gives Usman the, the greatest threat to his. Oh battle. yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's I, not even close. It's not no. even close. I, that's why I want to go. He's one B. It's 1A yeah. and 1B in that division. Just 1A has beaten 1B twice. <laughs> no, I, it, I, I tell you what, uh, these two could fight for ages, and I probably wouldn't get bored of it. I would. It would just suck that they keep knocking off contenders so they can keep fighting. Mm-hmm. But it, it, they're entertaining nonetheless. And we are as well, folks. You can follow us on Twitter at BrandonMMA, yeah, on Instagram buddy. as well. We will be back probably Thursday with our UFC Vegas. I think we're on 50 now. I think we're on UFC Vegas 50. Let me see here. Oh, yeah. It's, I think it's 50 this weekend. Tiago Santos versus Magomed on Calife. I, I yeah, fudged that one. Yeah, I fudged that one. I knew I did. I'm waiting for Mac to correct me there. We'll be back for a preview of that. And folks, just because 
Magomed is the minus 500 favorite now is not a reason to not listen to the podcast or not watch the fight on Sun or Saturday. You will be entertained if you do both. Good night or ugh, good fight. Good night. Good night. Oh yeah. Woo. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> you know, I just thought, okay, it's actually going to end here, but the the mouse not working earlier. It's still recording, but I don't. I really don't care. 